Welcome to the PCA Alumni Life Talk podcast, where we talk about life while encouraging and equipping you to live out the truth of God's Word. My name is Megan Rogers, and I'm the Director of Alumni Relations at Prestonwood Christian Academy. I'm hosting Life Talk with my friend and colleague at PCA, Dan Panetti. All right, we are back with our PCA Alumni Life Talk podcast. Um, I'm Megan Rogers, and I have my co-host here, Dan Panetti. Yay! It actually says it in the introduction, so we may not need to introduce ourselves. I know, every but, single time, but we're here. We're, we're here, and we're back. And we and have a great alumni, one of my most favoriteest alumni, because I've known her since before she was born. Oh my gosh. Her parents are wonderful people, and I love them to death. Um, but when Emily came into the world, oh. yes, it makes me feel really, really super old that you're an alumni actually now working at PCA. Yeah. I know. Emily Rhodes here. Emily 2017. Here. Hello, hello. So yes. not too long ago. Not long at all, actually. Yeah. My first year out of college, I came back. Wow. So That's awesome. incredible. And we, we know she's brilliant. And why, Megan? Why do we know she is brilliant? <laughs> because she is sitting here with us. No. <laughs> <laughs> because she is a PCA alum and she is back here on campus. No. I can give you a hint about what he wants. Um, I went to the University of Texas. Oh! <laughs> there you go. Ouch. Right? So we know she's brilliant. Okay. All right. You know, we've had a couple Washita grads on here for me. Yes. I guess we have to have a couple UT grads for there, you. There may not be a couple <laughs> if we if we want to stick with the kind of audience we're looking for. So we're glad that we've got Emily because she, yes, went down to the University of Texas, went through the English, right, department. Yes, Your degree English is actually department. English, right, yes. which I know was um, super conservative and very Christian. Oh, the <laughs> most. Oh, the most, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, so well, well, why, don't, why don't we start with that? What, yeah. what was it like um, as a Christian who graduated from PCA, right, and have grown up in a wonderful Christian family, what was it like to walk onto the campus at the University of Texas with that degree? Yeah, um, I would say the English department, so it's not actually where I started out. I thought I wanted to do elementary ed, and then they put me in a classroom with kids, and I got out because it felt like babysitting. I was like, I need the older ones. I want to discuss literature. So when um, my first English class that I went to, um, I noticed a few things, but it wasn't um, completely discussion-based. It was basically the professor lecturing at us. Um, but the minute I got into a discussion-based class, it was like, oh, she's like the resident Christian. We can tell by the way she mm-hmm. analyzes literature. So we're not going to listen to her until we have a question about Christianity and literature. And then she can be like our encyclopedia. Oh, how funny is that? Yes. Interesting. So, you, you obviously don't know anything about the world, but if we need to know something about yes. religion, we'll look to you. Yes. I love it. Um, and honestly, I had it a little better because I'm a female. So they would say I'm like, I have one minority group down. They were horrible to any of the guys in the class. Um, so it was really interesting, like the culture of the English classes there was not a positive one. Lots of arguing, but very kind of heavy atmosphere when sure. we were discussing literature, which is not how I experienced literature here. And I think leaving PCA, literature was so closely tied to my faith. So it was almost like UT asking me to tear those two things apart, even if we were reading an overtly Christian text. Yeah. Hmm. Very interesting. Super wow. interesting. So did, did, I mean, when you were here at PCA, like, did you love reading and did you enjoy the literature and the English classes you were in? I did. Okay. So much. Yes. And I think that it felt like a piece of it was missing in college because yeah. 
mean like heavy workload, lots of reading to do, but all of my um, kind of looking at those texts through the Christian perspective had to be kept to myself or any friends that had also read the books and we could talk about it. But in class, it wasn't something that was welcomed at all. And um, I had one experience where I mentioned that I thought we were misinterpreting something because the author was a Christian, um, Phyllis Wheatley. They call her the celebrity slave, taught herself to read and write. She was an amazing poet. And they completely misread the poem because they were forgetting the fact that she was a Christian. And um, I mentioned it. My professor disagreed with me and told the whole class I was wrong. But I had people come up to me after class and say, I was thinking the same thing. Wow. Oh, my goodness. And it's weird because it's not an environment where people can even feel comfortable disagreeing with, you know, the professor or each other. Or you're going to be like, shunned or isn't that sad wow well okay so you graduated from pca in 2017 and um, she was a lifer and a lifer yes all right this started like pre-k one or something so you have been in crane pca (laughs) um so i kind of want to take you back there just for a quick second because Mm -hmm. what were some of the things that you were involved in here um you know just not academic classes but like extracurricular what are things that you did and that you were involved in and now you are seeing your students be involved in now yeah today so i did some sports throughout my time here that wasn't really my thing but i did them as i kind of grew up i was in um sli which i loved um also fps is probably my favorite thing i was Mm -hmm. involved in here um i would love to help with it again i think that's my plan because i think it prepared me so well for life going to college and encountering things that I wasn't sure how to deal with. And it feels very, like as you're solving these future problems they give you, it feels very disconnected from the world. But then you start applying those same ideas in the process to real life and you can see that it actually makes a difference. So I'm FPS's biggest fan. Awesome. Yes. I love that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, So, and then who was your your English teacher here at PCA? So I work with two of them now, um, Miss Merriman and Miss Lichty. And then um, two of them are gone. Actually, no, it was just Sarah Novlin. Um, She was my teacher for two years. And she's down in Austin? She is in Austin, yes. So I still talk to her. We talk about the state of education in Austin a lot because she's seeing that firsthand. Now, did you do capstone? Was capstone a thing here? It was. Okay. Yes. What book did you do for your capstone? I did a book that um, Miss Merriman recommended I not do. So obviously I had to do it. Okay. Um, (laughs) I love it. Challenger. A little contrarian. Oh, yes. (laughs) Tell me no, please. mm -hmm. It's still my favorite book, The Time Machine by H.G. Wells. Um, And I was laughing because whenever people ask me for book recommendations in Austin, I tell them to read it. And then I realized that I have like 10 copies. And so then I'm like, I have a copy. Give them the copy. Yes. So who doesn't have 10 copies of the time machine? Exactly. (laughs) They don't read it here anymore. So I think they should bring it back personally. Oh, that's Mm -hmm. great. So, okay. I want to hear a little bit about like um, when you graduated from college, what, mm-hmm. how did you get back into PCA? What, who got the connection? Was it something that you had planned on or thought of? Kind of give us yeah. some of your texts from there. Um, I would say going to college and while I was at PCA, I think I appreciated and loved PCA while I was here. And when I was in college, I saw how well it had prepared me both 
in those English classes academically, but also to stand up for what I believed in and not shy away from it. Um, it wasn't my plan to come back though. I don't think, I think my plan was to stay in Austin. Mm -hmm. And I started looking at schools and interviewing um, mostly at private Christian schools because education in Austin is just getting to a point where I don't feel like I could teach the things that they're asking me to teach right. as a Christian. But um, even in looking at the schools in Austin, nothing is like PCA at all. And I didn't think there was a position open here. Um, but Miss Wendell actually told my mom, who just retired from PCA, that there was a job open. My mom was like, I'm not going to tell her. I know she wants to stay in Austin. Um, but I mentioned something while I was on the phone with her. I was like, oh, gosh, I just wish I could work at PCA. And she was like, are you serious? There's a spot open. No way. And so I, yes. And people had always told me the application is so long. I did it in like one day. I was like, I'm sitting down. I'm filling out this application until I'm done. And I emailed um, Ms. Morris, my English teachers, um, and prayed about it a lot. And I just felt such a peace about coming to PCA. And I had not felt that about any of the schools that I had looked at or interviewed at. So, um yeah. Wow, that's incredible. That is incredible. So you mentioned your mom, right? Yes. So Angela Rhodes worked in the lower school in the library for a mm -hmm. number of years. So a lot of people probably remember her as they went through. You also have a sister that graduated from PCA, right? Tell us a little bit about where Madeline is. Yeah, Madeline is a junior. Oh my goodness. Yes. A junior at the University of Arkansas. She's studying nursing and I feel like she found her life calling. She, She's in love with it yes. and she calls me all the time and it's like, guess what I learned today? It's so cool. So she's loving it there. And we're like long distance sisterhood right now. That's but amazing. So she was a 2019 yes. grad, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. Wow. So to the young alum who is sitting there. The young alum. The, like the young alum. The 20-somethings. The 20-somethings, you know, who is sitting there and, you know, either still in college or about mm -hmm. to graduate. Um, what would be a piece of advice that you would share with them being on this side of it now? Yeah, um, I think one thing that's unique about PCA, I saw this a lot while I was student teaching because I think it gave me the opportunity to really see like what it's like to be somewhere else. Um, no school has relationships with teachers like we do here or faculty. And there are people here that while I was in college, I could still reach out to and be like, I'm really struggling with this. What like? Can you give me some advice? I know I reached out to Dan all the time, just asking questions that was about yes, about theology or about just things I was experiencing. Um, and so I think like definitely take advantage of the fact that relationships with people here are different than mm -hmm. other places, and that's such a blessing. That's to good. Have. That's yeah, awesome. That's good. And what about um, as far as building community now that you're a young adult? Yeah. Right. No longer in school. Mm -hmm. Right. What kind of advice would you give to the other um, young alums out there looking to kind of build community and getting plugged into a good church? Yeah, I think um, I learned a lot about community going to UT because, mm -hmm. I mean, not that Christians are few and far between, but UT definitely demands that you're either in or out, I yeah. think. And so um, I got the opportunity to help start a college ministry at the church that I was going to. Um, and so we were really thinking about like, what, what is community? What is Which important? Which was really cool because that, that led to some really neat things for you. Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit about that. It was 
Veritas Forum? Yeah, so um, I got involved with the Veritas Forum because I was kind of, I was still, it was my sophomore year, I had been going to a church that I felt like they just didn't really have um, a way for college students to get plugged in. And so I started going to, um, there's a house in West Campus, which is all apartment buildings, and then this one little house with a historical landmarker. It's a husband and wife, grandparents that live there. They take care of their grandkids and they lead Bible studies for college students um, throughout the week. But um, it's more of like a very, like an analyzing scripture kind of Bible study. They told me about something called the Veritas Forum. They're, um, I guess, located in Boston. And I got involved with that and helped take over a journal that UT had, um, a journal of Christian thought. So it was like a lot of philosophy. Um, and it was cool because it's an ecumenical journal. So Jewish people, Catholic people, Christian or like Protestants, all writing in the same journal. Mm. So there was like a diversity of opinion and thought throughout the journal, but I definitely learned about um, different people through that and got to go to Boston a few times for uh, conferences and a summer program. And so during that time, I started going to a new church. And so thinking about the community I saw through the Veritas Forum, which is definitely the best I've experienced in my life. And if anyone has the opportunity to be involved with them, like. It's amazing. And there are a lot of college wow. campuses. A lot of college right? campuses. So when you go to college, okay. right, look for the Veritas Forum. Yes. See if it's either at your campus, and if it's not, then start it. Yeah, if oh, it's not, neat. you should start it. Start it's it so easy great, to start it. Great organization. The greatest support. And our UT chapter of it was so small and tight-knit, really? which was really cool. <laughs> right. well, it's like all six Christians together. Yes, yes. <laughs> all six. Well, first you have to get the Christians together, and then you're like, so philosophy? And most of them were like, oh, wait, no, this is not what I want. So, but a lot of Northeastern schools have it. A lot of schools in California have it. So definitely look for it on your campuses. But thinking about that community and what it looks like, I got to think about a lot of that while starting this college ministry and being on the team that was starting it and in giving advice like what does community look like and it's more than just you know meeting on a Sunday meeting on a Wednesday and eating together but like living life together and also like reading and studying scripture together and serving together I think is really important yeah kind of the Bonhoeffer-esque life together concept right Mm -hmm. just do life together that's what community looks like from a Christian perspective yeah Good. Yeah, we've talked a lot about community on our podcast here. Yes. And so it's just totally woven in from one alum to another. Yes. And we've talked a lot about books to read. We have. So I thought Emily would be a fun one to ask. Yes, right? Emily. Um, what, what books are you reading and what books would you suggest for people to read? Now, just understand she's an English major. So this, <laughs> this, might, be this, yeah, this might be a little different, <laughs> mm-hmm. but what, what would you say to our alumni out there, things that they need to look into? So I'm reading right now Anna Karenina by Tolstoy. I'm such a fan, but if you want to start with something smaller, um, Tolstoy also wrote a book called The Death of Ivan Ilyich. It's, I think it's like 80 pages. I read it over the summer. Um, and I actually feel like this is the perfect time to be reading it because I think COVID asked us to all kind of face the reality of death. Mm. And that book is about a man who reaches his deathbed and is like, wow, the life I lived. And he mourns the life he lived. And so I think the book gives us an opportunity to kind of um, 
like reconsider our lives before it's over. That's good. Um, wow. So big yeah. fan of that book. Would highly recommend it. Um, one that I just uh, reread for the third time is The Pursuit of God by A.W. Tozer. Yes. I feel like that's amazing. it's such a good book. And every time I read it, I feel like I just see something new. Um, C.S. Lewis, one of the books that no one ever told me to read by him. I see why now, but it was definitely worth the effort. Um, Till We Have Faces by C.S. Lewis. Great book Mm. um, that I feel like people don't recommend because it's one of his more kind of difficult uh, fiction books. should I keep going? I know. <laughs> I love it. English teacher here. I know. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Anna Karenina. Right? Yes. It's one of my top ten books of all time. I think if you if you make it through it, um, the ending makes up for everything. It's just it's so good, so well done, so well written, um, and a real aspect. We were just talking about right Russian authors, right? Mm-hmm. Give you a, a real gritty insight into the nature of man, right? They don't try to flower it up anything. They don't try Not to make it all, all pretty. It's just, <laughs> this is it. This is what man looks like. And you go, ooh, that's awful. And Anna Karenina does a great job in that. So, Which is almost refreshing yeah. in a weird way to have it, it just right in your face. Yeah, it's kind of the opposite of American movies. Right. right? Yes, Where everything right. has a good ending and everything works out and everything, right? It's like, nope. Yeah, this, this is this, the yeah, real this, deal. This is the real deal. And it's a complete train wreck, just pun intended. Um, but just an awful, you know. Yeah. Just real story. So, yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. I love it. What about, um, like, podcasts you listen to other than Life Talk? Yes. Right, the alumni <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you listen to any podcasts? Do you like podcasts? Goodness. I do like podcasts. The one I've been listening to recently, you actually recommended to me, um, This Cultural Moment. Yes. That's from This really... Cultural Moment? Yes. Yes. Okay. Really good. Who, and who, who is it? Again, do you remember? It's... The mm-hmm. Australian and the guy from Portland, right? Yes. Names. John Mark Comer, yes. I think, is yes. the one from Portland. Yep. I don't know the other guy's name, yeah, actually. Right. Listen to it. It's um, good. I also, <laughs> <laughs> I know it's very good. I would recommend it. Um, I've been listening to, there's a uh, podcast by some teachers in Austin okay. at a school called Veritas okay. Academy, I yeah. think. Um, and it's called Classical Stuff You Should Know. Um, I was listening to it because I used it in some of the classes I was student teaching in. It's the most digestible philosophy, like if you're thinking about reading a book, thinking about reading the Odyssey, or I think they actually have one about Till We Have Faces, it's super just simple, easy to understand, and it's a good intro to any concept you're trying to to dive deeper into. Yeah, those are two that I've listened to. I'm trying to think. I love that you shared that because I feel like you know, if it's not your profession mm-hmm. or if it's not yeah. something that you know, enjoy, yeah. but you want to learn, this is a, that's a good opportunity for some of yeah. our viewers to know and think, oh, there's other options that we can, we yeah. can do. And you can figure out what you're not interested in at that's all. Right. Because some right. of them, I'm like, yep, I don't want to read that book. That's okay. Yeah. And I think, you know, re- reading is such an important skill mm-hmm. um, because I think it really trains your mind to be able to process information properly, right? And I think that mm-hmm. that whole concept... Um, you know, the postman amusing ourselves to death idea yeah. that we move from a right a print base to a visual, mm-hmm. right? And we just kind of, we lost the ability to, to process deeply. Yeah. Right? And I think, you know, that when God reveals himself through his word, right? Not only the word, the son, but the word, the Bible, right? I think that's why so many people don't read the Bible is because we've really lost mm. the ability to read and to process and to think deeply about things. So I'm glad Emily's here who loves to read <laughs> and she's going to train a generation of young people to love to read, yes. right? Because it's not just reading good books, right? But it really is preparing you to read the good book, 
mm-hmm. right? And I think that's just kind of something from a Christian perspective. A lot of our students and a lot of our families don't read enough and they don't read the Bible enough. And I think, you know, we're glad to have you on staff as we an English are... teacher here at Okay, PCA. since you said that, yes. um, another book recommendation came to my mind while you are saying that. Karen Swallow Pryor wrote a book called On Reading Well. Yes. And it's literally talking about how literature... First, it teaches us about yep. virtue, and it also teaches us how to read scripture well. So good. And so I think one of the complaints all the time is like, oh, school doesn't apply to my life. But it does. It does. And yeah. even the practice of doing deep reading or doing your math homework is yeah. asking you to, she, would, she talks about how it like requires temperance and it requires you to say no to other things, to focus on the task at hand. And that teaches us how to have temperance when we read scripture or how to even approach scripture with humility and with turning away from the things that are asking for our attention. And that makes us better people. Like putting your phone wow. down. Yeah, putting <laughs> your phone down. Putting yeah, your phone down, so putting it somewhere else, being able to sit and read. Right. And, and uh, I mean, honestly, we're like, I mean, so many people that I deal with, right, we talk about like having a quiet time. Mm-hmm. I, re- I really don't like the word quiet time, right? I like the word Bible study. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the idea of being able to remove the distractions from the world and be able to dive into scripture and be able to read it, I think is, is really, it's an art that we're losing for our young people. Um, and it really is very difficult for them to do that. And, and that's the hard part because as a Christian, that's how God communicates us, mm-hmm. I think, primarily through his word. Absolutely. Right? So I love that you're teaching English uh, at PCA. And I love that you're um, a recent graduate and you're I back know. on PCA's campus because we love having you I think you here. with all of our you know, students, current students, like you are so relatable. And mm-hmm. you, know, you can share, hey, y'all, this is like this is what the world is going through. I was just right. there. Yeah. And here's ways you can tackle um, moving forward and how to defend your faith and how to grow. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, that is so awesome. You know, you're, you being a 2017 grad is Crazy. so in your That's favor. Awesome. And yeah. what an opportunity mm-hmm. to love our students and, and be here. So thank you so much, thank Emily, you. for being on this podcast with us. Um, I bet it's you know, fun coming full circle because now you get to be part of all the activities all over again yes. <laughs> with homecomings and um, all the things. So we're so I've excited. It. It's been so good to be back. Thank you for joining us today on Life Talk, where we talk about life while encouraging and equipping you to live out the truth of God's word. Until next time, let your life talk. <laughs>